From your local Houston BMW Center Studios, welcome to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world. Presented by 100 Black Men of Metropolitan Houston, I'm your host, KG Smooth. Uncle Funky Larry Jones will be joining us in just a bit. Uh, But I am honored to have on the phone line the Development Director for the United Negro College Fund, the lovely Kaylin Beck, uh, is on with us this morning. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Oh, good. We're excited. This Saturday, the 10th at Tom Bass Park, it is the UNCF walk, and um, we back outside. Yes. Yes, this is our 37th annual walk, and uh, our first in-person walk after being virtual for the past two years, so I'm very excited. Yeah, I was just about to ask, like, how how are you all feeling now that, you know, we're back outside, going to be in person, is just... You know, what are y'all feeling like? Yes, I think we're going to get the same traction that we have gotten in previous years where we were in person. The last two were virtual and we were able to get a lot of people registered and they were able to walk on their own, on their own terms. Uh, But this time I'm excited that we're able to get everybody back together. All of the, the companies and the sponsors that come out and the young kids that come out to participate in the Young Genius Playground for the walk. I'm sure they're excited to come back, and I'm excited to meet some people that I have not met in person. And so I'm just uh, really ready to see all the amount of people that we can pull in and draw in. How were you all able to pivot, you know, once everyone, when 2020 came and then, you know, March of 2020 when things shut down, you know, how was it for you all over there at UNCF to you know, pivot and then kind of adjust to uh, the virtual life. Right. Yes. So it, of course it was a a huge pivot. March, 2020 was actually my first month with the organization. Shut up. (laughs) Yeah. It was a lot to learn. Um, Just, you know, training during a, a virtual environment is very challenging when you're fundraising and you're trying to meet new people and you're trying to, uh, keep the same relationships that were previously held in the past. So it it was a challenge at first. I think the first year, of course, was rough for everyone. But then going into 2021 and even recognizing that a lot of people were, were supporting because of everything that was going on in 2020, not just COVID, but also, you know, social injustice that was happening. A lot of people were donating, and they, those weren't the same sponsors that were coming back in 2021. So it was a lot to adjust to, and it was a lot to learn. And I think that by us slowly opening up and taking our time in 2022 just proved uh, what type of organization we are. We, we're not one to just do things just because everyone else is doing it. As you know, UNCF has been around for 78 years. So we um, kind of kind of familiar with you know, making making way with no way. So uh, it's been very exciting just to see the transformation over the past couple of years since I've been here. Wow. I mean, 78 years. Like, that is just, that is, this is beyond <laughs> a lifetime. And, you know, and, we're, and, and we are so familiar, you know, with growing up and yes. hearing, you know, the United Negro College Fund, because a mind yes. is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful yes. thing to invest in. To invest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, um, you know, we've got some young folks uh, that listen to the podcast uh, across the nation, across the world, since we are international. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us what the United Negro College Fund is and does for those who surprisingly may not know. 
Yes. So the United Negro College Fund was actually founded in 1944, and it was to help uh, African-American students attend and also graduate from college. Because a lot of times, you know, we get accepted, but we don't always finish because of financial barriers and personal reasons. So uh, we've been around since uh, 1944, and we, we, are, we cover 37 historically black colleges and universities. And the four universities that we cover here in Texas are Houston Tillerson University, Jarvis Christian, which is now a university, it used to be Jarvis Christian College, Texas College, and Wiley College. So as a part of the United Negro College Fund, we also provide support to those member HBCUs as well as scholarships, and we also host our events as fundraisers for scholarships and programs. We love that. And um, things like this walk help raise the funds so these kids can get um, the scholarships, correct? Yes. So um, our local events in the South Texas region, which is uh, all of Houston, San Antonio, Austin, New Mexico. So we actually have uh, about four events. So we do the annual walk every September. Uh, We do a Mind is Gala, which is November 19th. And then we also have a San Antonio Mayor's Luncheon that's in February and a Youth Gala where we work with the top teams and the Jack and Jill chapters to host kind of like a big prom for a lot of the young students to come out and have fun and dress formal and look really nice and raise money. Kaylin, let me tell you, one of one of my favorite galas to go through, go to in Houston is the UNCF gala. I mean, y'all well, really know how to throw a dinner and a party. And I mean, the, 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 yeah. the talent that you all have had over the past years, at least yeah. in my coming up 10 years of being in Houston, like y'all have had incredible, incredible talent come through. So that, that, that UNCF gala is one of my absolute favorites to attend because y'all know how to do it, boy. Well, that's amazing because this will be my first one in person. <laughs> so I'm excited this year to be able to attend the one in November and we'll be announcing the great talent sometime soon for you. Oh, good. Well, we can't wait. Um, so this mission um, to build robust and nationally recognized pipeline for those underrepresented students. Um, Mm -hmm. How does that feel for you to be a part of such a historic organization uh, whose Mm -hmm. mission is to, you know, help students become college graduates? Like Mm -hmm. what made you want to be a part of this? And, and, And how does it feel to know that you are a part of helping to build the future. Yeah, well, it definitely hits home. I uh, grew up in Third Ward area, and so I went to uh, Yates High School, and one of my biggest regrets is that I did not attend a HBCU for undergrad. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, <laughs> I attended the University of Houston, and I had a great experience there. Um, I, I majored in hospitality, so um, it was one of the only program, only schools that had that program. And I said, if I could do it again, if I ever decided to go back to school, I would go to an HBCU. So I did decide to go and get my master's in business, and I decided to go to Howard University, which is a UNCF school. Right. So uh, it hits home because I know how challenging it is being a student uh, two times, twice, you know, getting my undergrad and graduate degree, and then growing up in a community where 
I can see, you know, disadvantages that a lot of my friends had getting into school or even finishing school. And so I think that I resonate with UNCF so much because not only was I a student at HBCU, but also UNCF provided me the opportunity to advance my career by providing me this job when I was furloughed during COVID. So I was able to learn more in this position as a fundraiser about giving back and working with a lot of big corporations here in Houston that, you know, have the finance, the the money, the funding to give to organizations like UNCF and support historically black colleges, as well as students who not just go to HBCUs, but go to any university. We have scholarship programs, not just at TSU, but also at U of H, at Prairie View, you know, at any, any school where the corporations want to support and give their money to students. Indeed. Let's talk about that. Uh, you know, you said something very interesting, and I, and I wanted to know, you know, with you being one of the ones who, you know, went on to college, got um, got your degree, undergrad, and then went on to graduate school. Um, growing up in Third Ward, Texas, and how everything was set up and mm-hmm. the opportunities or lack thereof that were available for you know, people like us. What was it for you growing up that, you know, made you want to pursue that? Did you have examples of that, you know, um, in the household or in the neighborhood or in high school? Like, what what Mm -hmm. was it that sent you, um, not us, yeah, so what what, what made you uh, go Mm -hmm. in that direction and set you aside from from the rest of the students? Yeah, I think that it, it had to do a lot with my upbringing, my parents are very supportive. My dad is always um, talking about starting a business and making sure you have, you know, additional streams of income. And then my uncle also, he attended SMU and he went off to law school. So we had the right examples. I just don't think that I was pushed as much as I should have been as a student to maybe apply for, you know, other schools out of state or we didn't have that many options in terms of, you know, at a college fair, we didn't get as many universities to come to our school as I'm sure other schools did. So um, I think that growing up, I was always encouraged to do, do my best. And I was able to graduate, you know, top of my class from high school, which helped me to get into University of Houston. But I think I learned while I was a student at U of H that me being who I am, since I'm very community focused, mm-hmm. I probably should have attended a university that was community focused, which happens to be HBCUs <laughs> for, you know, someone like me being African-American female. And I was kind of searching for that and, and longing for that. So I was able to join, you know, Collegiate 100, which is a organization underneath the 100 black men. I, I joined when I was at U of H, which is a mentoring organization. And I I was able to participate in a, in a, a lot of uh, minority-focused organizations, and then once I graduated and realized that I wanted to go back to school, that's why I made it my primary goal to look for HBCUs mainly for grad school. So, Kaylin, you mentioned uh, the HBCUs that the UNCF is involved in here, okay. you know, um, in Texas, um, just here in this southeast region um, of Texas, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, can you give us some facts? Like, you know, I know that you, you mentioned there's a total of nine institutions. Um, mm-hmm. and, and what else are these numbers with the UNCF and yes. the HBCUs? Yes, so sure. So 
So currently UNCF administers about 400 programs annually. That includes scholarships, internships, and fellowships. Uh, We also support more than 65,000 students at over 900 colleges and universities. So it kind of goes back to saying that we don't just support students at HBCUs, but students that attend, you know, any college and university across the country. Um, Also, last year, uh, 2020, 2021, 848 Texans received college scholarships totaling nearly $5 million. So that's thanks to all of our sponsors. That's thanks to uh, even individual donors who individually give because, you know, like you mentioned, for years we've been hearing and even seeing the telethons back in the 90s with the a mind is a terrible thing to waste and people were calling in to donate. So mm-hmm. we actually still get a lot of those donors to just support uh, individually by going to our website and donating or supporting through our events like the walk and the gala. Yeah, that, You know what? That, does the UNCF <laughs> telethon, does that still come on? Because I remember those on a Saturday, you know, with uh, all of the stars sitting at the phones, yeah. um, you know, during the telethon, taking the calls uh, for the pledges and the donations and whatnot. And they would always have, you know, incredible uh, artists mm-hmm. that would perform throughout. Um, does that still happen? No, actually it doesn't. But I do think it would be a good idea to bring it they back. Need to bring that One back. of our... Yeah, one of our local offices did one um, last year. I can't remember. It was it was one of our offices in the Midwest, and they did one as a part of their a gala, kind of like a kickoff to their gala. And it was like a 30-minute segment where you can call in. Uh, but I do think that's a good idea, so maybe we have to talk Maybe see if we can do something locally. I'm trying to tell you because just within the state of Texas, I mean, just just in Houston itself, if we were to begin to go through all of the great artists and acts and bands that are from Houston or that came out of Houston like that, just Houston within itself would be huge i'm just all of these folks are just flashing through like like the beyonce's and the lizzo's and the meg the stallions and the slim thugs and the and 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 the and and the ugk's and the the suffers and yolanda adams and the kimberrells and like i just maybe you got me thinking maybe we got to add another event to our uh to our yearly calendar (laughs) you know what i'm saying that would be a thing well listen if 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 you need a master of ceremonies i'm your guy all right, so okay, y'all think about that, you know. You. I'm, <laughs> I'm your guy. <laughs> I'm gonna write you down. <laughs> Indeed. So uh, the walk, the 2022 UNCF Walk for Education, uh, this Saturday, September 10th at Tom Bass Park. Tom Bass, that's in, that's in mm-hmm. Paraland, right? Yes, think, it's yeah. in Paraland. Yeah, Commissioner uh, Rodney Ellis has donated the park for us. So uh, he will be there. Uh, Mayor Turner is our honorary chair. So Mayor Sylvester Turner will be there to uh, shoot the gun and start the race. Um, Shell is our presenting sponsor. And, um, you know, we have a great committee of volunteers that have helped uh, chair the event. Michael Alvarez, which is one of our walk chairs. Uh, But the, the walk began in 1985 with Olympic gold medal winner Carl Lewis. So a lot of people don't know that, but... He started the the walk in wow. 1985, and uh, it's been going strong ever since. It was previously held at McGregor Park, but as as, as it has grown, we've had to, of course, uh, change the location. So now we're going to be at Tom Bass Park on September 10th. 
Yeah, we can't wait. Where can people go to sign up and register? You got you got this week mm-hmm. uh, to do that. So where should they go? Yes, so you will want to visit www.uncf.org slash Houston, and it will take you to the walk page, and you can register. So we are encouraging people to register and create a team, form a team, or join a current team, and they can share that link with everyone and, you know, all their networks and friends who would like to participate. And we have some great incentive prizes listed on the website. So if you raise a certain amount of money, you can get different prizes as well. And, of course, the brands of Radio 1 Houston will be out there, 97.9 The Box, Magic 102.1, and Praise 92.1. For those who are not uh, familiar with the walk, how it goes, all of that, um, what should people expect when they show up at Tom Bass Park on Saturday? Yes, so we're going to start registration at 7 a.m., and then the walk kicks off at 8 uh, during registration, of course, you would come in and sign in. Make sure, you know, if you're running, you would get your runner bib and chip so that you can register. And then also we're going to have some complimentary breakfast items, fruit and uh, granola bars for you before we start the walk. I love how you said fruit and not donuts. <laughs> yeah. Well, we will have donuts, but... I but no, but you started like with fruit, though. So I... Yes, yes. Yes. So yes, we have to, you know, be more health conscious, which is, that's another conversation. But, you that's know, uh, we have to be more health conscious with what we're feeding people. Um, and that's one thing that myself and my area director wanted to focus on was kind of transitioning and offering different items this year for people. So we will have fruit, uh, we will have donuts, and we will have some granola bars. And then um, the walk is a... Certified walk, it's 3.1 miles, it's a certified 5K. Uh, you have the option to run, walk, or ride a bike. The bike, I'm sorry, the park will be providing bikes if you would like to rent one. Oh, and wow. so you can rent one through the park, through Commissioner Ellis' office. Um, they, they're providing a few bikes for everyone. And then you can also, it is a pet friendly walk, so you can also bring your pets if you like. And then after the walk, we're going to gather together to fellowship around food. So a lot of companies bring their own food. Um, they have different caterers. So, for example, Shell normally brings out Breakfast Club, and um, Motiva normally brings out Chick-fil-A. Centerpoint normally brings out Chick-fil-A. So different companies have their tents set up, and then we also have the Young Genius Playground for the young kids to come out. So we'll have face painting. Uh, we'll have... Uh, HISD is coming out with the uh, Ready Bus, I believe, and then also um, some other things, some other activities for the kids, more so STEM related. Man, Kayla, this is about to be a party. <laughs> this is about yes, to be I'm a, hoping so. <laughs> a party with a purpose. And I love the bike aspect because, you know, since the pandemic, um, there has been like the, Houston has a huge cycling community. And yes, I did not realize that until huge COVID. cycling well, community. Cousin, yeah, and <laughs> and, and a lot of us are participating in that. You know. Yes. 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 Yeah. So, so I've been on the Facebook groups trying to you know promote the walk in the different cycle groups and different fitness groups locally so that people could join. Indeed. Well, listen. Log on to uncf.org forward slash Houston. That's uncf.org forward slash Houston to register and get all of the information 
for this coming Saturday's UNCF Walk for Education. Um, as Caitlin said, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's going to be a lot happening. And then we're going to be out. So, uh, you, you you know, please don't get me hype, but I'm hype. So you, you got me excited. I, I, I can't wait I'm to uh, come out there and, uh, and, you know, help represent. Anything else that people need to know before we get out of here? Yes, just want to let everyone know that they can still participate and register even after the walk. So even if they wanted to donate after September 10th, the site will be up until mid-October. So you still have time even to participate and, and register after that day. Indeed. Kaylin Beck, Development Director for the United Negro College Fund Walk for Education. This Saturday, this Saturday, September the 10th, at Tom Bass Park, um, 7 a.m., 12 noon. Uh, just log on to the website, uncf.org forward slash Houston. That's uncf.org forward slash Houston. Kaylin, thank you so much for your time. No, thank you for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Indeed. I'm a huge fan of your work. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I, well, I can't wait to see you Saturday. Uh, yes. I'll make sure you know. I, I, I will make it my business to uh, come up and introduce myself to you. Perfect. Look forward to it. Indeed, indeed. And to everyone listening to the podcast, uh, the Public Affairs Podcast presented by 100 Black Men of Metropolitan Houston. We'll be back after this.